Badass. It's Amethyst Mahoney of Spiritual Badass, and I'm so excited to welcome you today to another episode of the podcast. I would love to hear your feedback, comments, questions, or anything that comes up to you from listening. If you'd like to connect with me deeper, be sure to follow the podcast and continue to listen. And also go on over to my page on Facebook, where I share daily insights, commentaries, and downloads from the universe on how to run a multiple six-figure business just by being yourself. It is full of information for ambitious and success-minded entrepreneurs just like you, and you'll be able to connect with other incredible leaders right there on the page. I'll see you on the other side of this podcast, and remember, get clients, kick ass, and repeat. So Susie, also known as Madam Z, is a female empowerment leader who has been involved in the Wiccan and Pagan communities for over 25 years, teaching women how to live a more witchy and enchanted lifestyle. She's the head priestess as the Master Your Magic High Priestess Academy and runs an online witchy school. Her magical ability is to show witches how to remove the BS and the fluff out of witchcraft so they can get to witching fast. If you have something against witches, this is not the podcast for you because <laughs> that's all we all we talking about today. Um, also, just want to let you know if you are listening to this podcast on one of the audio podcast stations like iTunes or iHeartRadio or something like that, you can actually come over and see us live and well, not live, but on video. We are alive, so that works <laughs> on video at spiritualbadass.info slash podcast. That's dot info, not dot com, because, you know, haters going to be trying to steal my trademark. So, <laughs> so welcome to the podcast today, Susie. I'm so glad that you're here. So glad that I'm here too. Magica, hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Yay. We're talking about all things magical and witchy today, my favorite subject. I know, right? So it's it's one of my two. Um, I don't really call myself a a witch, but you know, I I do a lot of magic, and I've always done like energy work. When I was twelve years old, I I used to light a candle and I'd pull a tarot card every day, and and I thought I was praying to Jesus really hard. <laughs> but really, when you look back on it, it's it is all magic and energy. So. Um, to get started today, tell us a little bit about how you got into this path. You know, I, I don't think you were probably walking down the sidewalk one day and you tripped over a silver raven wolf book no. or something. Oh, no. <laughs> I was way raven silver wolf. Let me see. I, was, I was like one of the original OGs with OG witches before internet and everything. So I've been doing this for a very long time even before internet is what it is now. So I started off um, a long time ago, <clears throat> probably uh, out in my teens, kind of doing weird stuff. My mom always said, you know, you were kind of, I was kind of a weird child. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> I, was, I mean, I was, I was um, a witch before I even knew what a witch was, if that makes sense kind of thing, you know. But I started off Christian as my parents was, you know, very Christian and Catholic, went to Catholic school. And um, it doesn't, didn't really resonate with me. I wanted more of a self-empowerment um, connection to the divine and being more connected to nature and the cycles of life. 
Um, so I was always kind of staring outside the windows while the preacher was, you know, preaching. And I was like, there's got to be more to life than this. You know, because I wasn't born of sin. And I, you know, no matter what I do in life, it's never going to be good enough. I'm not never going to meet Jesus or whatever. So I was like, screw this, I'm out. <laughs> right. Like, I have enough. I have a real life judgmental sky daddy. I don't need <laughs> yours either on top of that. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm hard on myself. I don't need someone else to do it for me. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I left that. I was raised in a southern um, Tennessee, Alabama. So very much in um, the Mason Dixon line for sure. If you weren't anything but Christian, you were of the devil. Yes. Or if you went to the wrong church, because I was in Memphis, Tennessee for a very long time, which I affectionately refer to as the armpit of hell. But, <laughs> but yeah, it was high. How high? How are you? What church do you go Where to? You go to yes. Yeah. No shit. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these days I'm like, uh. <laughs> the church of me. <laughs> church of me. <laughs> so you were you were stuck in the Bible Belt. Awesome. Yeah. And you know I got um, the muggle job, the nine to five corporate job, my MBA. But because I lived in such a small town and I was very much in the limelight, I worked at um, public schools, colleges. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't be who I really was um, out loud. So I always wore my goddess necklace, my pinnacles tucked down in my shirt because, you know, you have to portray this, you know, this outward appearance. Yeah. Um, And I always say during nine to five, Monday through Friday, I would wear my suit and my heels Friday at um, seven o'clock into the weekend, I'll be putting on ritual wardrobes. So it would cycle through like that. So I was very much struggling with my muggle life and um, my magical life. So I um, went through that the majority of my life. And a lot of people are just like, oh my gosh, you don't look like a witch. And I'm like, what do you think a witch looks like? Which is, we are very good at shape shifting. (laughs) <laughs> Blend, blending in blend in yeah. really well. <laughs> don't have to wear black and dark and you know black eyeliner not when you're I always tell people they're like you don't you don't seem like that I'm like but but my soul is dark exactly. <laughs> I, I hide my scars on the inside yeah <laughs> so when were you did you feel like you were able to come more out of the broom closet as one might like to say yes um, I moved from Alabama to Austin and I think I had a very pivotal point before then and goddess was leading me into to becoming more of, um, out right. And living in a more liberal type of city. So, um, I got a job in Austin where it still worked and the education system and then I was like, I can't do this anymore. Every day, the goddess was like, you need to teach. You need to teach. You need to do your magic every single day. Um, you need to be, you know, out. Now that I put you in the environment where, you know, strange is not a big thing in Austin, um, I had that support. So I gave myself two years of that job. And after two years, I was doing this full time. I was working part time um, in my business. And then full-time job at my muggle job. And then I gave myself two years of my muggle job um, to retire and to leave and do this full-time. So now this is what I do full-time. That's I awesome. teach, mentor, maybe witches coming out of the room closet. Yeah. And you have the whole witchy academy as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So what is it called? The high priestess? 
Academy. I know you just refer to it as the Academy, but I like to be, what's the official, official title? High Priestess of Master Your Magic Academy. Okay, awesome. So basically, if you want to become a high priestess, there you go. Yeah. Which I'm always like, I would like to be a high priestess. Thank you. (laughs) So, so you've got a lot, which witchy and witchcraft has really kind of had a surge the past couple of years, you know, especially like on social media sites, you've got the witches of Instagram and all the hashtags floating around and things, but there's a lot of interesting things that people say. I mean, you guys should be looking at my face right now. Oh my gosh. Um, It's kind of like the business world. There's a lot of BS. There's a lot of fluff. And so I want to talk about what are a couple of things that you can help people to kind of like, what are some of the common myths and, and how can people, I know, try to, try to keep it under 16 hours, but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a lot of the common myths are that we conjure the devil. We work with the devil make this big path with the devil Mm-hmm. And we don't even believe in the so-called devil. The devil was made up by Christianity to keep you suppressed, right? Yes. So we believe in free will, but we do believe in karma. So that is, um, at least I do. Everybody's kind of different. Everybody, which is their own way. So really what we do is we empower ourselves in our own lives to be responsible for our own decisions, our own actions. And we take responsibility back from the so-called, you know, Jesus or complex or something that you need to, you know, behave or you're going to go to hell kind of thing. Um, Another myth is that we eat babies or we sacrifice babies and all of that other kind of stuff. I just can't even. I actually saw some Christian like republican dude talk about this just like a year ago and i was like are you still on that oh my god still like get some education dude i know you opted out of it but come on (laughs) but a lot of witching you know you you have those memes that go around of like what my parents think i do what my friends think i do what, what i actually do and when you become a witch and what you actually do when you're witching you're just like this is what i actually do I'm not, it's not what you see in the movies at all. Mm-mm. It's not. I mean, a lot of us witches are, you know, kitchen witches, we're healers. A lot of us are healing ourselves in our witch wound or our, you know, Christian wound. Um, and we're also doing healing through magic and healing others and bringing other women together and empowering them in a sacred circle. It's not necessarily about spell work, even though I love spell work. Yeah. It's about, it's not about hexing. It's not about harming. It's about really healing and bringing women together so that they can empower themselves through the manipulation of energy and standing up for themselves. Yeah. And I love that too, because I'm, I'm really big on empowerment. I mean, that's one of my, that is the top core value that I have. You know, I have my little, my little list of them and that is always number one. Um, And I always say that, you know, when you become a student of mine, you become this empowered female, this empowered witch. And then we do a little bit of witching and spell work on the side. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I, witchcraft is not always for the faint of heart. You know, there's a lot of stuff on the internet. That's like, Oh, you can just like 
hex people and get get that man to like you or get get your boyfriend to leave his wife girl it ain't happening Mm -hmm. um and all this other stuff but really it is about taking a hard deep look at your own life letting go of the victim shit and and all of the stuff around you know there's a couple things that come up just from christianity and and you know sometimes people say i pick on christianity but i was like listen that's where i live that's what I come from and what I know the best. I was raised fundamentalist Christian, mm-hmm. Southern Baptist. I was going to be a preacher and a missionary. So, <laughs> so don't talk to me because I know exactly what kind of cult brainwashing goes on in that place. And what two of the things that really come up a lot, there's, and I see this in, in especially new witches, and you can tell me what you think, but there's the savior complex like so and so we've kind of taken this idea like jesus or uh, and and there's a bunch of old gods and and old stories too that where someone came down and saved everybody yeah um and then there's also the martyr complex and i feel like those come up how do you see that in the people that you're trying to help you know get started in witchcraft a lot of the women that come to me either are victims, right, of the patriarchy kind of thing. A lot of them come with me who are having to release um, wounds from the the Christian kind of wounds. Mm -hmm. A lot of women come to me because they're afraid to ask for what they deserve and to voice their opinions and the martyr syndrome, the victim syndrome. Now, here's the thing. I won't, when you work with me, you have to be ready to make significant changes in your life. And that means you cannot be in victimhood when you work with me because that's not serving you. That's not serving the goddess because I don't know any goddess that ever lived in the victim energy at all. And even if they were in a little bit, they were like, screw this. I am not being this anymore. Then I am going to create my own life and live my own life. So um, I don't allow my students to live in the victim mentality. I help them heal them and say, okay, you're going to be in it for a second, but you got to snap out of it. You have the power and I'm going to show you the power to change your attitude and your situation. And a lot of women come to me with that kind of, kind of mentality. They feel like they're just a hamster in the wheel of life mm-hmm. and that they don't have any say so in what they, their situation is or what they're given. And that's where spell work comes in. And that's where shadow work comes in. And a lot of people believe in this whole love and light kind of thing. And I'm like, that's not where the true transformation comes in. Right. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you're like high vibe only, as in I'm going to repress anything that I feel that might be perceived as negative so that I don't have to look at it and just sweep it under the rug, <laughs> that right. is not going to work ever. Exactly. And, you know, it's just like, you, for me, I'm not a white witch or a dark witch, just like I believe magic isn't light or dark. Magic is just magic. Mm-hmm. Your intentions are what counts. Um, I'm a situational or a, a gray witch is what they call. I will, you know, get out the black candle if I need to, or if you need some healing, I'll get out the blue candle. Um, I don't have a problem with working in the dark and I don't have a problem with working in the light if it's necessary, but you have to have a balance. Right. And that's what I teach my students. Do not be afraid of working in the dark because that's where the real transformation comes from. 
Yeah. So when you're looking at this now, the people watching this are and listening to this are business owners. So let's talk a little bit about how can you use witchcraft or, um, you know, just the, the magic or the skills that you learn from witchcraft to empower yourself in your business or find clients or make more money. Right. Cause that's, that's really what we're all here to do. We want to help people. Yes. But you guys, like you can't, you can't freaking serve people when you live out of your car. I know because I lived out of my car for almost two years. So yeah. yeah. This right here is one of my money altars. And I teach how to do spell crafting with, for money altars. Um, the way you, you know, write a spell, the candles, the incense, the colors, how to write a petition, how to actually do a spell. And that is very much part of working on a business. Now, don't get me wrong. You just can't sit there and say, all right, you know, Saint Expedite, if you work with saints, I did my spell work. How come no, I'm just going to sit back and hang back and have them no money is coming in. No, that's, that's what the law of attraction is for, is to sit there and just... <laughs> I'm so okay. bad today. I'm so bad today. Yeah, but you have to take the action. You because have you, to do the things. You know, Amethyst, we still live in this plane, this earthly plane. Mm-hmm. You still have to do what you need to do on this plane in order to get that job. You've got to send out your freaking resume. If you want a job, just because you lit your job candle or you activated your job altar, doesn't mean that you can just sit back and you think that people are going to give you the job. You yeah. have or or if you're looking for clients, right? You can't just be like, oh, I want to call in these clients, but you never like message any of them or make an offer. <laughs> That's not going to fly, people. And you can do little um, altar for um, specific um, clients or just a business in general, mm-hmm. or you can have little puppets that are specific um, clients. And you can write their names on them and you can anoint them with candles and you can, you know, do all kinds of cool stuff with that actual client poppet. And poppets are really good too, because you can do like distant healing on that person. If you are a healing energy worker or a witch on that. Um, so I love working with poppets. Cool. Yeah. So you've mentioned kitchen, witch. you've mentioned um, an energy healer type of witch. what are some of the other types of witches or because there may be some people who are who are listening to this who don't even know that they're practicing magic correct there's so many different witches um and styles of witches um but let's go over some of them you have kitchen witchery which is you actually heal people through cooking and what i call this as either a food pusher (laughs) (laughs) i want to know that witch (laughs) they're like pushing food on you because that's what they do they heal through food they heal through their herbs that they're putting in to their pot of you know it's just the same thing like chicken soup how do you feel after you get your grandmother's chicken soup you feel warm you feel healing you feel hugged right that's a part of healing through kitchen witchery Every herb has a magical intention and how you stir your pot is a magical intention. If you're stirring it clockwise, you're bringing positive energy in. If you're um, stirring counterclockwise, then you're banishing things, removing things. So if you're making chicken soup and you're like, I want to get rid of this cold or this illness or this sickness, you may want to just stir the pot counterclockwise. 
That's cool too. And there's some people who do little kitchen altars, you know, in the corner where they have their herbs and their candles. Every time they do healing work or, you know, making that magical bread, then they'll light that candle and bring in that energy of the, the healing in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, you have earth witches, which is, you know, the, uh, we call tree huggers, right? They're always out there hugging trees, talking to the, you know, flowers. They're always gardening. They can name every single flower and they can have that have the green thumb. Um, we have water witching, which is our witches that are very much drawn to water and healing in water. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's so funny because for years people would be like, you have to ground into the earth. And I started grounding into water and it just like changed everything for me. Yeah. I was like, why did nobody tell me about this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am not a water witch. I'm an earth witch. Um, I'm fully grounded on the earth. <laughs> so you won't catch me so much in the water. I'll hang out at the beach kind of thing, but I won't be in the water. But they're also attached to um, the animals that are in the water, like the dolphins, the um, tortoise, sea turtles, sea turtles, sea turtles, and, and sea turtles. Yeah. <laughs> and sea turtles. <laughs> i'm a fan of sea turtles (laughs) in fact i just picked up that that foundation where you know proceeds from my business now go to a sea turtle foundation yeah because i know for a while you had you were um rescuing kitties or putting money toward the the kitties yeah i always do some type of animal and then other things but i wanted like a like my big charity you know and so I found a place that is really big on the sea turtles, but so that's cool. So you've got the kitchen, the earth, the water. Are there any other like common kinds of witches? There's so many there, you know, you have a crystal witches, which are kind of like earthing, but they're really into healing and working with crystals, cleansing spaces with crystals. Um, you have your fire witches, which is all about transformation through fire energy transmutation, right? Turning um, liquid into solids, that kind of thing. Um, what other ones? Green witches, water witches. And then you have your dark witches or your necromancy witches, which is, are people, are witches that deal with spirit communication and graveyard workings. Um, those are the people who speak to the dead. Those are the ones who do seances. That, that's so me. Right? <laughs> So you can be a combination of different things, right? So, you know, it's not like if you're an earth witch, you can't also do seances and things. I know that you've had like spirit communication challenges and you've done seances and and speaking to the dead and other things like that. I think you do like ghost hunting and stuff on the side. (laughs) Like me, I'm like, if a ghost talks to me, bitch, I am out. (laughs) No. No, no, it's not what you think it is. No, I know what it is. I'm I'm still out. (laughs) Let me tell you something. We had this rocking chair when I was 12 years old, this baby doll rocking chair. I think you've heard me tell this story at this house that we lived in. And that damn thing would rock. And I would just jet past it to my room. I was like, I don't know what's in that chair, but I don't want to be anywhere near this. <laughs> well, you can have, you know, attachments to, to objects, to haunted objects. And I believe in that also. Yeah. So when people are looking at getting started with witchcraft and if they want to work with you, what's the best way 
to get started with that? The best way to get started with that is you're going to go for your moon cycles, the wheel of the year, and also crystals and some kind of divination tool. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the best three. Those are the easiest way. But um, moon which cycle, is, number one. Uh-huh. And so, which divination is also tarot because I have a huge tarot community tarot. as well. A lot of them use crystals too, but, but most of my clients are very much into tarot. Some oracle cards, which tarot is a type of oracle card. Um, yeah. People... People are like, they're so weird. They're like, oh, I use Oracle cards. I don't use that tarot devil stuff. Exactly. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got the moon cycle. Mm-hmm. What was the second one? Um, what did I say? There's tarot or divination tools. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, what was the other one I said? It was very awesome. Go back and listen, you guys. Remember what I just said. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupt you so much. I love talking to you. I can't help it. I'm like, I was. Yeah, or, to... Oh, cycles, um, cycles of the earth. You yes, the will of the year. Will of the year. Yeah. Because anybody can go outside and see how the cycles of the earth is turning from you know fall to winter to spring or spring to summer. You know, changing. And you want to be able to see how that is um, affecting your body and how you kind of, in the winter months, you kind of feel like blah, right? And that's right. normal. And then the springtime, you're going to start feeling renewed and more energetic because you're working with the cycles of the earth. It's called the wheel of the year. Yeah. 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 That's a really good one. So, so you've got the witchy Academy and right. if people are, interested in finding out more about that where do you have like a freebie that you can give to people or or where would you like them to come find you and we'll put the link around this video as well you can go to madamz.com and at the top it has all of my academy how you can work with me tarot readings but if you scroll through the bottom you can sign up for my free five-day challenge of unleash your inner witch oh nice yeah yeah so that's it that's your free five-day challenge that's awesome. I think I took that too. I know I've yep. seen it. Yeah. It's really good. You get videos and you get written prompts. So it's, it's a pretty good challenge. Yeah. It's really good. So anything else that you want to share with people before we wrap up today about witchcraft in general, or, you know, some things they should yes. look out for. <laughs> so my biggest advice to new witches is trust your intuition don't go by what people are telling you you should be doing. I can mentor you. I can show you. But if your intuition is telling you like, oh man, no, I don't like that green candle or I don't like that red candle for fire. I like, you know, brown candle for fire, whatever it is, that is creating your own magical recipe. Keep it your own. Create your own magic. As long as you're respectful, as long as you are doing this in the energy of knowledge and being humble and reverence, then by all means, which just, just get out there, get your hands dirty. Just which. Nice. Excellent. Oh, yeah. I do want to ask you one other question before we go. I was about to, to wrap up, but I do <laughs> want to, I do want to touch on one subject because especially yeah. for business people, this is a big deal what do you want to say to people who say that you can't charge for your gifts like witchcraft? They're out of their mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
can't cuss on here, but I want to be like, get that out of here. Oh, you can totally cuss on here. Okay. You should hear how many F-bombs I've dropped lately. <laughs> yeah, I, I cuss a lot, so I'm trying. To, but no, it's basically uh, get the fuck out of here. Because it's just like going to the doctor if, or the dentist or an acupuncturist or a massage you know, therapist. You are charging for healing for insight and you, you go to a counselor. This is exactly what my tarot readings are pretty much. It's, it's the cheapest tar- the counseling session you'll ever have. Yeah. You pay them. It's a service of exchange of energy of money. And like I said, it's great that we're like, Oh, you don't have to worry about, it. I'm not going to you know, charge you. We don't live in the universe. We live here where our exchange rate is money and you have to charge for your gifts. Yeah. Yeah. So just don't get over buy, it. Don't buy into that that you don't charge because that's not going to pay your rent. That's not going to elevate you, and that you're not going to be taken seriously. Yeah. And you can, and how much witchcraft can you do if you're worrying about you know trying to get money to eat or pay your bills? Right. You're going to be not- low vibing all day. <laughs> bills are going to be low vibing. Mm-hmm. You're low vibing, and you're going to be wondering how the hell I am in this position a year later. Yeah. All right, so go check out Susie at MadamZ.com. Uh, get that free challenge. Talk to her about joining the Academy if yeah. you if you think you are ready for that. Ready, <laughs> gotta be ready. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today, Susie. Um, uh, and I will have your links and everything up here. And for everybody else, thank you for listening to the Spiritual Badass Podcast today. It's been so great to have you here for another episode of the Spiritual Badass Podcast. I would love to hear how this episode spoke to you and any feedback you have or just what came up for you. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook and check out the website for more tips and trainings at www.amethystmahoney.com. If you enjoyed this podcast today, be sure to leave a review and share it with one of your badass friends who wants to create an amazing multiple six-figure business that they love. And remember, get clients, kick ass, and repeat.